This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, with the midweek confab, our friends Ernie Eves, the former Premier and Finance Minister, John Turley Ewart from Bay and Wall Streets, and Catherine Swift, former head of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. On this matter of the Butts testimony and this whole SNC-Lavalin affair, I understand now that the CEO of SNC-Lavalin was urging Cabinet to uh, change their corruption policies in a letter in 2017. I mean, it speaks to the idea of lobbying and the pressure brought to bear on governments by these big corporations. And in this instance, a Quebec-based corporation. I mean, Ernie, why are you rolling your eyes? Surprise, surprise. Well, is this a sort of, a, you know, it's just considered to be par for the course when it comes to government and lobbyists? Well, I, unfortunately, I think sometimes it is. It's not what should happen, but it is what's happening. And, you know, I find this one just very despicable. I just don't think that you should be able to circumvent the justice system by by applying political pressure, by lobbying the government, and by giving the party in power lots of money, some of which I think was illegal way back a a few years ago. Um, It's just not cricket, and you shouldn't, you're really selling out. If, If you're the government, you're selling out your democracy, your system of justice for your own political expediency. And you have to be better than that. Look at, I understand partisan politics. I was a member for 24 years. But there's a line that you just don't cross, ever. Well, weren't you, when you were with the Harris government, as Premier, as Finance Minister, whatever, uh, susceptible to the lobbyists who would come and... Uh... Yes, I'll give you a perfect example, who shall remain nameless. But there was a particular company, prominent company, that wanted to change the pension legislation so they could access uh, monies in in the pension fund. And I absolutely refused to do it. I mean, to me, that money belonged at least 50% by the employees who paid into it, as well as the company. So you don't give the employees money away because it's politically expedient and because your friends want you to do it. And, And you just have to maintain those basic principles or the whole system falls apart. Is it any wonder the average member of the public is jaundiced about government? When they see this stuff going on, and they see the stuff going on south of the border in the Trump government virtually every day, they, all, they, they come to the conclusion, unfortunately, that all politicians are crooked, they can all be bought, they can all be paid off, and we can get whatever we want if, if you're rich and powerful. And that isn't what you want to do, trust me. All right, well, John, I mean, on the matter of lobbying, is it that twas ever thus, or is reform necessary? Well, I wouldn't say it was uh, forever thus, because what we're talking about here is criminal charges. Right. We're not talking about, for example, regulation or some kind of new capital regime where you want to go to the government and say, hey, you know, like this, this impedes our ability to, the, to do our business mandates. What you're doing is you're going to government and saying, hey, we want to circumvent the criminal justice system. Can you please change that for us? That is completely different from the kind of advocacy you see, the advocacy you see most businesses doing, where what they're trying to do is get rid of red tape, uh, try to find better ways to expand their markets. That is completely different from going forward and saying, hey, could you get like the justice minister to get us out of this? That is what's so egregious here. All right, understood. I mean, uh, as the head of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, I'm sure, Catherine, you lobbied governments. Of course, that's what we did. We were lobbyists. But the question is, and I totally agree with John, I was going to make a similar point. We can't tar every lobbyist with the SNC-Lavalin brush. 
because for all kinds of different reasons. And lobbying, I mean, everybody lobbies governments, everybody lobbies their employer. I mean, you know, everyone wants to better, you know, better their situation. And that ultimately is lobbying. And as a lobbyist for small business for many, many years, um, we were, but the thing is, we were totally transparent. We weren't trying to, as you know, certainly influence the criminal justice system. It was more, and you have to make your case in those instances by saying, you know, Small business, I'm just using that example, of course, because that's what I know. But, you know, small business contributes, you know, half of the GDP in the country. It creates the lion's share of new jobs in the economy. Therefore, if you, you know, remove some red tape, maybe alter this tax policy a little bit, we would anticipate a, a gain to the economy of, you know, whatever, whatever. So it was a tangible, sensible thing that, you know, most politicians would say, yeah, that's, isn't that a good outcome for everybody, not just me personally, not just, you know, one business somewhere. All right, SNC so- Lavalin is a special case. They have a long history of, um, you know, sleazy dealings. They have a long history of breaking the law, illegal campaign contributions to political parties, and so on. And and the fact So this should have been toxic bills. toxic to the Liberals. I mean, if a Jerry Butts was as shrewd as I guess some are portraying, he should have had a heads up on this, I would think, and maybe intervened and said, look, uh, let's be careful and steer clear of this. This is where there's the lack of moral compass. And, you know, I, re- I would recall that uh, Mr. Butts uh, can- comes from the, the McGinty era, where we had e-health. We had, you know, the orange health, the orange helicopter scandal, not to mention the gas plant scandal, not to mention a liberal official that was sent to jail for deleting emails. There was no moral compass here. Someone should have said, why does SNC-Lavalin want to see us? Oh, they want to get rid of criminal charges? The answer is no. We can't have that in the prime minister's office, and you push back against it. There was no moral compass on it at all. And there was also, they didn't understand when they were saying SNC was going to leave the country. Well, SNC had an agreement with with Cassie de Depol. They couldn't leave the country. Until 2024. Exactly. Right, so that was the agreement. (laughs) We'll we'll come back and we'll pivot closer to home here with the premier, and some are suggesting his moral compass is askew on the matter of Brad Blair being fired as a deputy commissioner of the OPP. I wanted to broach that with you folks, and we will in a moment. Ernie Eves, John Turley, Eward, Catherine Swift on The Oakley Show. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.